When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the Horn. Hour two here on the Sports Complex. Somewhat abbreviated. Somewhat abbreviated. We're off at 645 to give you up to Vandergriff football playing Round Rock tonight. There's a Westwood Warrior, so so go Vandergriff against Round Rock, I think. I think that's the way the Legions work. It was a long time ago when I did high school football. Well, I did high school at all. It's been a while. But that is tonight. Taking over the airways at 645. Vandergriff taking over uh, the airways for pregame. But we will take you up to that. Bringing you some sports coverage here on the Sports Complex. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more NFL, a little bit of NBA, maybe a little bit of baseball. Throw it all in. Whatever you guys want to talk about. You guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. You know the number if you just entered that contest. The same number. 512-447-3776. Uh, we are also asking the big fat poll of the day. Today is... Who do you want to see step up for Texas in the second half of the season? What player is it? Because I, I think there's a lot. And yours, I think, is going to be a lot of people because we thought we thought he was going to be playing at a higher level. He hasn't been bad, really. He just hasn't been he hasn't been electric. He hasn't been that guy where you say that's one of the greatest Texas quarterbacks. Like he hasn't entered into that realm at all of great Texas quarterbacks. And I think we'd like to see that. Right now, he's just a really good Texas quarterback. Uh, but he's not. He hasn't been able to come out there and have the big game yet. And you know, he beats Alabama. I think that's probably his biggest win because he had a good game against Alabama in uh, year one, but gets knocked out, so he doesn't play it. Maybe it's a forty-nine to zero last year. Maybe that's his moment. He's had some games where he's played well, but we need it. We like to see him step up to that next level, especially with all the weapons, with the Xavier Worthy, with the JT Sanders, with the Jordan Whittington, with the AD Mitchell. Now you've got Jonathan Brooks, who's a top running back in the in the college football. All on that team. Uh, back on the text line, Big Cheesy says uh, Jaron Thompson. Yeah, that is. It's Jaron Thompson, I think. And he's not has it in a bad first half. It's just those flaws for him. His play misplays have been costly, and he's just been on the other side. It's like Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley wasn't a bad NBA player, right? But he is on so many posters because he's just a big guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he really wanted to win, so he didn't know to get out of the way. But this, like, it wasn't a bad player. It was just he's on everybody's poster. Everybody wanted to dunk on him. There's those guys that always got dunked on and posterized. And I feel like Jaron Thompson's got posterized a few too many times in football for the cut for the Longhorns this season. So you'd like to see him be able to get to that next step, right? You'd like to see him step up and, and be the guy that makes the huge interception that helps seal the deal and turn the tide against Alabama. That's the Jaron Thompson you want to see. The one who could have had a big one against Oklahoma and just bounced it off the hands. And he, I, give, I guarantee you he hates that play more than any of us could ever say that we hate it. I know that that's a haunting play and it's going to take him a while to get over. He's got the talent. He makes a lot of big plays. 
You just want to see him not get, not be confused and not be, you know, and some of them are not all his fault either, but that communication to make sure that's right. So I get it. Uh, we asked you about the game tonight too. Two big games tonight. Uh, West Virginia and Houston has just kicked off still 0-0, of course. Uh, we're about two minutes into that game right now. Uh, but that game, if you have a prediction on that one, West Virginia is a three-point favorite there. Uh, K- uh, Kansas City plays uh, Denver tonight. Denver is basically going into tank mode. I want to talk about that in just a second. But they're a 10.5-point favorite, Kansas City. The weather is supposed to be not great. Travis Kelsey is supposed to be playing. Uh, Chan says KC will win but not cover. I believe we get a joke here. Uh, who gets more touches for New England, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Robert Kraft? Robert Kraft doesn't do anything wrong anymore, guys. You know, he just made some minor mistakes. And Mr. Kraft, if you're listening, I'd love a job. <laughs> Big cheesy. Uh, also, X-Man. X-Man Xavier Worthy is somebody that, you know, I, I get that other teams are game planning for him. And that's kind of where you'd like to see A.D. Mitchell step up and be that guy on every play and be the guy who gets separation on more plays to make people have to respect him at that level to pull the, the defenses off of Xavier Worthy and let him get some more passes. I think he has, his catching problems, his drop problems that Xavier Worthy's had, I think he's getting even better at that. So he's having a better season. He's just not getting the looks because he's getting double covered. And Quinn is smart to not throw it into double coverage over there. He's not doing what he did last year, which was continue to force it to Xavier Worthy. He goes to some of his other weapons. But I would love to see him step up in that uh, into that realm. Uh, Broncos by 24 from Chief Engineer. Peyton surprised everyone and brings back Drew Brees. Puts bounty on uh, Mahomes, puts straight big straight cash winning, uh, big cash bag waiting for the guy who knocks him out. Seriously though, as a Raiders fan, I hate both of those teams. Can they both lose? That that lose that would be cool. No, but your Raiders can keep losing, Chief Engineer, and they get a win. I know they got a win, but uh, we can't. Come on, it's Kansas City still. They're really good until you get rid of Josh McDaniels. You don't even have to worry about the rest of the division. Josh McDaniels will make football not fun for you. You don't even have to worry about those guys. Uh, we did say, he also said Heisman is a beauty pageant. It doesn't have the same gravitas. No, but the commercials are cool. And I'd love to see another Longhorn in those commercials. That would be, that'd be fun one day to have, the, have another Longhorn jersey and maybe have Bevo in those commercials at Heisman House. That would be nice to have again. I'd prefer to have that. But, you know, we kind of got screwed on it with Vince and we kind of got screwed on it with Colt. You know, maybe that's a homer in me. I will, I will fully go out on a limb that that may be the homer in me. But as a Texas fan, I feel that we should have had two in that Heisman house. And trust me, Vince will be in every one of those commercials. You have no problem. Cole will be there now. Cole will be there now. He says, Cardinals aren't calling me back. I'll go be in those commercials too. Yeah, I, I think both those guys could have been in there. But uh, we'll get past that. I, I do want to mention, though, uh, something about the Broncos. is Now they have uh, Frank Clark. They've moved on from him, which – you know, he was kind of near the end, and this Broncos defense has just been garbage. Uh, but they're also saying the, the Jerry Judy experiment may be over. Cortland Sutton, maybe they're getting rid of him too. They, this may be a full-on, let's move apart. We're going to have to go young to rebuild. Sean Payton understands I'm going to have to do something to start rebuilding, and I need to get one of those top quarterbacks. And I can't afford to do anything about this Russell Wilson thing for a while, so I'm basically going to have to eat that contract, which means I need a rookie quarterback. I can't go find anybody else. I need to draft a rookie quarterback, and then my quarterback salary will be kind of in range until Russell Wilson's off our books, and then we can sign our, our uh, rookie quarterback. And so they may be going into full tank mode, and Sean Payton just eats a season 
to get out of this Russell Wilson mess. I, I That may be what's going on. We will see. But right now, the question is, what teams are actually looking for wide receivers? And if I'm missing one, tell me on the text line. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. Teams that may need a wide receiver. You know, the Patriots don't have any wide receivers that are playing well right now, but are they going to really go out and make a move when this team seems like they may be in the hunt for a quarterback and maybe they will, you know, if the season doesn't go right in the next couple weeks and they lose a couple more games, maybe they're now trying to get in those bottom picks and go get a quarterback. Pittsburgh. You know, you figure they're not going to go get another quarterback. They're still going to be bought into Kenny Pickett, at least for another season. But they may want to go out and get another wide receiver. They may not feel they got Pickens on one side, but if you add in a Jerry Judy on the other side, maybe he gets open. Do the Texans, the Texans want to go out and say, Jerry Judy's young. Maybe we'll add him to this, this, this wide receiver core. You know, you have Woods right now who's playing well. Noah Brown is coming back from injury. We'll see if he gets back in. Tank Dell, when he's healthy, but he's a small guy. So that's one of those things you worry about with small players. You know, you worry about the how how many games are they going to be able to play. We know he kind of got beat up a little bit, and he just fell really bad on that play. And, it, you know, it looked like it shook him up. So we'll be able to see there. Uh Kansas City is a team that's always in need of a wide receiver. I think they may be more on a Sutton. Uh, that would make more sense to me is a Cortland Sutton on them because the you know I, Jerry Judy just drops the ball and man if you're Kansas City would you, why on earth would you want to bring in another receiver that drops too many passes that's Jerry Judy that's his whole thing he just can't he just drops way way too many passes if he didn't drop passes if we just talked about his athleticism and his ability to 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 get you know run routes and get open Jerry Judy I, every team would want him. Every team would be calling right now. But those drop passes. Another team to look out for, Atlanta. Atlanta's another team. That, you know, they're they're starting to get there. They're starting to put some things together. They've already invested. They feel like they can win their division. I don't know if Desmond Ritter is the passer to get them there, but with everything else they got going, maybe if you get one of these right wide receivers or get a Jerry Judy cheap and add him in that lineup. We know the Falcons have had luck with Alabama wide receivers. Because they had uh, Julio Jones there forever, and they had Calvin Ridley there forever. Maybe they'll get another Alabama wide receiver and see if he fits into the system. Somebody I, I put out there. If I'm missing a team, tell me on the text line, 512-447-3776. Tell me if I'm missing anybody. Back on the text line, Chance says, why is Isaiah Naor not playing more? Uh, I just like I think Jontae Cooks even jumped him on the depth chart at this point. Uh, I think after the injury, he just hasn't been able to get separation. And... For Sark, he really wants a deep threat guy. That's kind of what he wanted Naor to be. And so if A.D. Mitchell can do more than him, he's going to stay on the field. He's shown he's keeping his guys on the field. I mean, he said in this that he he's feels bad. Yeah, he said on the press conference Monday that Sark doesn't like the fact that he hasn't been able to get John T. Cook in these games more because he wants to stick with the guys he trusts. Trust very big for Sark. So I think he just doesn't necessarily trust him to get open. If why am I putting you out on the field if I don't think you got the speed anymore to get me open? It sucks. I feel bad for him. Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to kind of. Hopefully, you know, maybe he'll get another year and be able to transfer someone else somewhere else and play or stay on Texas and play next year. Uh, I would hate for him to transfer to Texas and never really get to play in the uniform and that end his career. That would I don't think that's fair for him. Uh, I know college football and spike and all that isn't fair, but I would like to see him go somewhere else at this point. I think he's a you know he's a good guy. He just had a bad break last season in preseason. 
uh, to get hurt, and he, he just kind of dropped down that depth chart, and they've got too much talent on that team. Uh, as Texter says, Quinn needs to step it up, at least to Case McCoy levels. I think he's he's above Case McCoy in reality, but he's a really soft-spoken guy. So we don't he doesn't necessarily seem like he's got to make the big plays cuz he could have a 350 yard three touchdown game and no one thinks anything of it because we kind of all expect that from him. So like a 350 and three touchdown you'd love that in a lot of years at Texas. Uh but he's he's doing well at a lot of things. I think he's above that level, but I'd like to see him step above major apple white levels. That's where I'd like to see him get. I don't know if he's above that in the hearts of Texas fans. And that's kind of where I'd like to see him get. Blake Gideon and Terry Joseph, some more coaches there you want to get stepping up. Uh, Longhorns in the Heisman House commercial. When's the last time Ricky was in one and Earl ain't never been in one? I think Earl was in one at one point uh, when they first started out. But Ricky has been a long time, too. Doesn't want to go deal with that and have the whole day. And I get it. You know, if it's not your thing. I think Vince Young would love it, though. I think Vince would have loved it. If we're going to take the whole Heisman Trophy away from Reggie Bush, which we shouldn't have, let's just state that out there, that that's all BS. The NCAA sucks for what they did. And by the way, I, I don't have it printed out, but that whole thing with Tez Watley, cheers to Mac Brown. Round of applause for Mac Brown for calling out the NCAA and just calling him out for, for ruining Tez Watley. And, and it's just a stupid decision that they want to do because they didn't like Mac or they didn't, whatever reason, they wanted to stick it to UNC. Maybe it was because UNC had the academic scandal and they didn't punish him for that, so they're going to punish the kid instead of punishing the school. But the, the cheers to Mac Brown for calling him out, and then they had to put out their stupid statement that said basically that Tez Watley, oh, we got new information. North Carolina said, no, you didn't. You're lying. You're lying again. You just realized you didn't read the room right, and you keep reading the room thinking that everybody's on your side because you only talk to each other, and then you walk out and everybody goes, we hate you, NCAA. You're the worst. <laughs> and, and then you go, ah, crap, and you fix it. So thank God, thank, thankfully, uh, Tez Watley is, is able to play for North Carolina now. I hate when the players pay for, for grown-ups' decisions in these, and, and you know decisions made way above their heads. That's why I hope uh, the Big 12 and all the reporters will be nice to the Texas players in postseason voting. I don't know if they will. I know some will hold a grudge, but it's not the players' fault. The players did not decide to go to the SEC. Now, they decided to go to Texas, and you can hold that against them all day long. They decided to go to Oklahoma, and you can hold that against them. But I, I would not hold against them. Uh, Cowboys could use another wide receiver. They don't. They have three. I get Brandon Cooks is not playing well, but you don't need a fourth wide receiver. That is not the problem in Dallas. The problem in Dallas is not that Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton is not there to get four receptions a game. You're already not throwing the ball to CeeDee Lamb enough, and when they asked Jerry Jones about it, Jerry Jones said, oh, I don't know if I want to give him the ball more. I want to get everybody equal targets. You go, Jerry, do not get equal targets to Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. If you think that's the way to win football games, you need to sell the team or get out of managing the team. You get the best players, the ball, the most amount of time. And Michael Gallup is not close to what CeeDee Lamb can do with the ball in his hands. So if you think you want to target Michael Gallup as many times you target CeeDee Lamb, then, then the whole thing's off. You're not going to win any playoff games. You're not going to the Super Bowl. So you don't need another wide receiver. You need to use the ones you have. Brandon Cooks is a good wide receiver. Get him the ball. CeeDee Lamb is a really good wide receiver. Get him the ball. You don't need another one. Not letting it on you, Texter. I appreciate your text. I'm letting it out on Jerry Jones because he said that, oh, we don't need to get him the ball more. I think seven targets a person. That's craziness. That's just crazy. I know you don't want to pay him, and that's what it is probably about. No, let's not get him too many targets until 
until you know he signs a deal, and then and then once he signs, we'll give him more targets. That's that's just terrible. Uh, Scarlett says the pass rush has to step up big, big time. Anthony Hill needs to become the face of the defense, both off the ball and rushing the quarterback. I'd like to see Anthony Hill really all feel that jail that he's stepping in and he's the next DeMar- uh, DeMarvion Overshawn. He's the next agent zero that he's going to come in. And when Jalen Ford leaves, the linebacking core is on good hands. Uh, that all of that, I would say, I would love to see that. Uh, we will get into the bears need a wide receiver. They do. But I like the Bears' problems are are more than that, and the Bengals don't. The Bengals have three great wide receivers; they just can't get them the ball. The Bears, though, the Bears don't. They 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 got Chase Claypool, and if Chase Claypool plays well for the for the Dolphins, oh, it's over. It's terrible. Uh, do you do know those Heisman House commercials were filmed in Bastrop at the Colo Visto Golf Course? I did not know that. I did not know where they were filmed. I'm not up on that. Uh, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that text. Uh, and uh, Chief Engineer Lamb is good. Yes, CD Lamb's really good. That's what I'm saying. Some of these teams have, you know, a one, a two, and then a three. And you're not going to trade for a number three wide receiver in the NFL, really, unless it's a sixth or seventh round pick. And then I don't think Jerry Judy or, or Corlin Sutton would be happy being that three spot anyway. But I still, that Jerry Jones, Jerry to say, no, no, we don't, we don't want to get CD Lamb any more targets. Really? You want Michael Gallup to have the same amount of targets as CeeDee Lamb. And you want me to expect that you think you're going to win the games. You, you're telling me you've got to make some differences and changes to your offense. And the plan is, no, 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 we don't want to get the ball to our star wide receiver, you know, the guy that can go everywhere. Not when you see what a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase can do. And when you see those guys that can go up there and get balls and win matchups and you can go win games because you win matchups in the red zone and you break away and get big play potential, all of that, it's just craziness. You know what, Jerry? I, let's, let's ask Jerry what if, uh, if we see uh, – what, what we should see if we see uh, that, Jerry, that CeeDee Lamb is a much better wide receiver than Michael Gallup is. Even though Michael Gallup can catch the ball, not mad at Michael Gallup, great number three. He's probably number two. What, what do you say, Jerry? Uh, when some something tells you what it is, uh, don't try to dream that it's something else. Thanks, Jerry. CeeDee Lamb's a number one. Michael Gallup's a number th- number two at best. And it, it, Brandon Cooks could be a number one, but he's a number two. You don't use him. I'm going to take a break and calm down. We come back. We'll uh, play some more Ian Robbie talking about some NFL talk. Coming back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis of the Horn. Soldier on the battlefield, got an army on the battlefield, outnumbered like the Alamo. I don't even want to go, this is war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back here on the Sports Complex, final segment before we give you up to a special 
Thursday Night Lights presentation of Vandergrift Football. They are taking on Round Rock tonight, taking over our airwaves at 645 pregame for some Vandergrift football. So we'll be giving you up at 645, but we still have a little bit of time left. Uh, playing some ACL Fest bands all week long right here on uh, the uh, on the Sports Complex. I remember the name of my own show. And uh, we'll be playing tomorrow. will be a 5-1-2 Friday. Maybe I'll throw somebody in who's playing ACL Fest. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in an artist that's a 5-1-2 local artist for uh, for an ACL Fest tie-in tomorrow. But we'll be, we'll be doing that tomorrow. But today, ACL Fest. So we're playing that. Uh, Ian Robbie on Hook Him Up this morning, 6 to 11 a.m. Uh, Rod had a great take about C.J. Stroud. Had some great audio from that. And I was going to steal it. But I figured, why not just play the clip? Uh, instead of stealing from Rob Babers and Aaron Hogan. They do a great show. You can listen to it every morning right here on the Horn, 6 to 11 a.m. So uh, I'm going to play you the clip from that. Uh, about It's a little bit about the Texans, a little bit about the Cowboys, but a really good stuff there uh, about C.J. Stroud getting me more excited about this pick that the Texans made and, and getting Will Anderson and getting C.J. Stroud and the progress the Texans are making. And they may be a little bit ahead of schedule. We're going to see how this season goes. They have some winnable games maybe a little bit more ahead of schedule, and I know it's got to be screwing up the Cardinals' plans that they're playing okay and the Texans are playing okay. They kind of figured they could have the number one and number two pick, but now Denver's blowing it up we just talked about. So maybe maybe they're going to get the number one pick in, a, in the draft, and we know that Caleb Williams, the reports are that he may not even come out if he doesn't want, if he doesn't feel like he's going to a team he wants to go to. So who knows what's going to happen? But we'll keep you up to date right here on the Sports Complex. But... I want to play you some sound, uh, some good stuff from Ian Robby on Hook 'em Up uh, this morning. It's uh, Ian Robby talking about the Texans, talking about the Cowboys right now. All right, now we're going to do a couple of different topics uh, in Rod's round of the day. Um, the first one is about uh, CJ Stroud and his development. Um, I heard a piece of audio yesterday, um, CJ Stroud addressing media about the last go-ahead touchdown drive they had in the Atlanta game before they lost the game, ultimately, because they gave up a game-winning touchdown drive on defense. But they had a go-ahead touchdown. CJ Stroud led the team down there, uh, threw it to Dalton Schultz, actually, to, uh, to Dalton Schultz, um, and ended up being a, a play they thought would be the game-winning uh, touchdown drive. It turns out they lost the game. Uh, but CJ Stroud, through five games, he is third in yards per game, third passing yards per game. He is ninth in passer rating, tenth in touchdowns, fourth in yards per attempt. Uh, he's fourth in first downs. If you look at turnover worthy uh, plays, turnover worthy plays, or at least the rate of turnover worthy plays, he's top 10. All right. So he's really, really responsible with the football, doesn't throw the football away, uh, at least throw it to the other team a lot. And he does not careless with the football. So you talk about right now top 10 numbers as a rookie in a new system with a rookie OC and a rookie play caller and a rookie head coach. But this audio shows me that CJ Stroud is right now an advanced level, not only because the stats tell you that, but just the way that he is thinking through the game on a cerebral level. Um, he talks about how he suggested to Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator and play caller for the Texans, what they should call <laughs> and actually the play design of the game winning, sorry, what they thought would be the go ahead touchdown. Um, it was a go ahead touchdown, end up losing the game though. Here's CJ Stroud addressing the media when being asked about that play um, to Dalton Schultz. I don't want to give you all my secrets, but uh, I just had like, I think it's like a gut feeling that you get. 
like in between the games. So me and Bobby had a conversation on the sideline um, about like a certain route that we wanted to do. And uh, we didn't have it in at practice. So I just felt like in those big time situations, uh, the guys that they, uh, Jesse Bates is a great player, or like super good, really instinctive. Like he, he almost picked me off on the, uh, he like did some weird 360 turn. First time I've seen that, so now I got it in my bank. Hopefully, you don't ever get me again. Um, but that, but playing against him like keeps you honest. And um, I knew that he was going to try to make the play of the game and try to take it away. But um, like previous film study I, I watched was watching film on uh, like a big time third down situation and just seeing that they're in like this quarters matchy like uh, uh, cover forward look. And I told Dalton to do a certain thing in his route um, that I thought would get us not only first down, but a touchdown. So um, we were on the same page and I'm literally trying to like break down what I, exactly what I want from him in the huddle. And at first I don't think it registered. And then he was like, okay, I get it, I get it. So um, Dawn's really smart and, and made a hell of a route. Um, but yeah, man, just being instinctive, just trying to put my guys in the best position to, to make plays and win games. And um, that instant, like, it, it was really special. And Bobby and them were really happy on the sideline. And, um, he was a part of that too, uh, talking on the sideline with him. I told him that I was thinking about doing it. And he was like, man, if you're feeling it, go ahead and make a play. So uh, made the play and uh, is what it is. Dang. There you go. They drew up a play in the dirt? He basically drew, drew up a play right there on the spot, E, based on film study and recall and then the sample size of information and data that he had acquired during the game and went, all right, guys, I think this will be wide open. Okay, here we go. This is what we're going to do. Man, I got to tell you, I got goosebumps. I got giddy. That, guys, that is next up. That's what you want Dak to do. This yeah. is, this is, he's doing stuff that Cowboys fans are like, I want Dak to do that. Yeah. I want Dak to see what the 49ers are doing and what the defense is doing and go, all right, you know what, guys? This is not in the playbook. This is not actually something we practice. But listen, guys, it makes sense. Let's do this. And basically what he did, based on what I could watch, he basically told – and his Dalton Schultz is Dak's favorite target, ironically. Um, um, what he did was basically he kind of – he told Dalton Schultz to run like a fake a fake a dig route. And a dig is a, a, a deep in route, a deep in route, a cross, a deep crosser. So you probably go like uh, nine to between nine to 12 yards and then you run a deep crossing route. And uh, he basically faked that. The dig, which, and, the dig and go. Yeah, pretty much. You want to call it and that. If you yeah. saw the play, it was that. And Jesse Bates jumped it. He jumped and then, it. And then uh, CJ essentially threw it, right threw him open to, yep. the, uh, to the other shoulder. It was brilliant. Uh, and it was a really good throw, too. And that's the thing about CJ Stroud. His accuracy is. When he decides he wants to make a throw somewhere, it is almost always right where it needs to be. Yep. Uh, the you know, remember coming out in the draft through the combine process, he called himself a ball placement uh, expert. I agree with uh, him, and he can do that. Yeah. And the thing the Texans have said about C.J. Stroud is he he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Uh, if he makes a mistake, doesn't make many mistakes, <laughs> right? Well, if he makes one, he won't does he he, he doesn't make it again. Mm -hmm. And that's really the high level, you know, conversation about C.J. Stroud. Can I play something for you and Rod's rant? Please do. On brother. the other side, because you mentioned Dak. Listen to this after the Niners game, or actually this week. This is this is a member of the media talking to Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Oh no! Uh, listen to this. What's the identity of this offense? I don't know. Should you five weeks into the season? I guess so. I don't know. How do you guys find it? I don't know. There you go. That's a, thanks to wow. TikTok. Thanks to TikTok for the uh, cool music. Uh, that's that's got to hurt uh, to Cowboys fans. You, you don't that? know? That was yeah. a Tex Coast offense. That hurt me. I haven't seen that. Before. So that was CD Lamb. The question was, what's the 
identity of your offense. And he had a quizzical look on his face. He was he confused. Said, He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, man. And you got, yeah, you got this rookie in, in H-Town drawing up plays in the fourth quarter for go-ahead touchdowns and clutch time. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, good good point, Texter. Where are those reports about Stroud not being able to read a defense? I think it's clear now that somebody was trying to drop his draft stock. We just don't know who had the incentive. It could have been the Texans. Hell, they probably didn't want the, the Panthers to go after it. Maybe the Panthers, because it seems like now the report is that Frank Reich and ownership may have liked two different quarterbacks. Maybe Frank Wright was a C.J. Stroud guy. And then so the Texans throwing out some reports that the conspiracy theory that maybe they could have been the ones trying to drop C.J. Stroud down to them could have been a team behind the Texans Hope. trying to get the Texans yeah, disinterested in C.J. Stroud. Pretty clear the was it the cognition test and all that stuff. Whatever those reports are, they were either the blown out of proportion. Somebody got like a 50 on it or whatever. Yeah, they were blown out of proportion or they were just straight out lies. Or they were lies, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yes, I mean, that's that's encouraging. And look, the, the, oh, the Texans are 2-3, and three, and they lost that game because their defense couldn't stop a field goal drive. But And Desmond Ritter, you shouldn't be giving up 300-yard passing games to Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Uh, so they got to get that defense. But the Houston's now in a building process and a rebuild. But we know now they have their quarterback and they have their, their centerpiece of where they're going. Which is pretty good. Cowboys, still not sure. If you're five games in and your quarterback's in year seven and your coach is in year three and you ask your star wide receiver, hey, what's the identity of your offense? And he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of a problem. That's trouble. Yeah, what is the identity of the Cowboys offense? What are they good at offensively? What are they really good at? Because you know what? You mentioned Dalton Schultz. Dak Prescott misses Dalton Schultz in big moments. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cooks has produced very little. Michael Gallup doesn't get off press coverage. He doesn't have that explosion that he did as a young guy before that knee injury. Uh, oh. C.D. Lamb takes a lot of extra coverage. And Tony Pollard does not look like the explosive running back we saw last year. So uh, he had a you know foot injury and broke, broke his ankle in that, oh, yeah. that I got playoff some game. Numbers on that too. That he it, the stats now back up your eye test. E that he just he is not as explosive. Doesn't feel He's like not the same. Oh, well, because you yeah. see it when Rico Dowdle comes not. in. He's more explosive. You're like wow. Yeah. That's some that's some juice right there. Great stuff there from Hook Him Up. Weekday morning, 6 to 11, right here on The Horn. Uh, really good stuff about C.J. Stroud and the sound and, and what Bobby Slowick's doing. And I, I, Bobby Slowick, it's a young staff, man, but that staff seems like it's coming together. Could be something special in a few years uh, if they continue with this, this rate of development. That, that could be something special in Houston if they allow it to develop, keep making good draft picks, keep building and keep building. Uh, the future looks bright right now, which is you've not been able to say in Houston for a very long time. Uh, so hopefully that'll be happening. But uh, we are almost out of time. We're giving you up to Vandergriff special Thursday night lights. Vandergriff taking on Round Rock on a Thursday night because we got so many good teams. You got to play them on Thursday and Friday now. Uh, all the big games uh, on TV, of course. We've got a uh, you know Thursday night football happening right now with West Virginia. And Houston, two teams that we care about a lot in the Big 12. Thursday night football coming up with the Chiefs and the Broncos, who don't, I don't think, want to play any more games. They just want to lose out. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. We'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate everybody playing along in the text line. We'll be back tomorrow. Need you guys on the text line tomorrow. We're going to get through this Friday. Make some picks. Talk about what you can watch this weekend. The Texas is off. But we'll talk about that. We may be having a watch party. We're working on it right now for the ALCS. We may put together a watch party, so we'll give you more information on that. And don't forget about the video that's coming out tomorrow morning. Playing basketball, myself and Ty. And Ty had a lot of confidence going into it. And I'm talking about it on my show. So maybe you can guess how it went. 
He didn't listen. He wasn't bad. He's not as bad as I thought he was going to be. But you got to go up against the big dog. We got to get out of here. Uh, Vanderdiff up next. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Sports Complex.